0: In defense of his earlier baptism of pagan believers, Peter demonstrates to the members of the Jerusalem Church that God's intention to love Gentiles as well as Jews is revealed in Jesus' own testimony. In this way, the mission to the Gentiles is officially authorized. The first reading is from Acts, the 11th chapter. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God, so when Peter went up to Jerusalem the circumcision party criticized him saying you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them but Peter began and explained it to them in order I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision something like a great sheet descending being a great sheet descending being let down from heaven by its four corners and it came down to me Looking at it closely I observed animals and beasts of prey, and reptiles, and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold at that very moment three men arrived at the house in which we were sent in which we were sent to me from Caesarea and the spirit told me to go with them making no distinction these six brothers also accompanied me and we entered the man's house and he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say send to Joppa and bring Simon who is called Peter he will declare to you a message by which you, by which you will be saved you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remember the word of the Lord and how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. This is the word of the Lord.
1: The psalmody reading for today is Psalm 148. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you shining stars, praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave it a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all his and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near him. Praise the Lord. John's vision shows us that in the
0: resurrection of the new age has dawned. God dwells with us already. Yet we wait for the time when the tears that cloud our vision will be wiped away. Then we will see the new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. The second reading is from Revelation, the 21st chapter. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Also, he said, write this down, for those words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The ones who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. This is the word of the Lord.
2: The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 13th chapter. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while, and I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of our Lord. There's a chance that, again, the church can slide into just kind of. Every day, another day, another day, just kind of gray days, just bleed into the other. But as we go into that, our church family has given us this lectionary where it says to remember something important. As we start moving into what it means to live as a church in this day of Pentecost that will come fairly soon, and it means to live as a church, what do we hold on to? As we're in this Easter remembrance that Jesus is alive and he's well, what does the church remember? Well, we're giving it today in the Bible lesson, gospel lesson, Love. We're to remember that commandment, love. And then from the book of Acts, we heard, take it even to the Gentiles. Even to the Gentiles. So with that in mind, thinking about how we can have routines broken and what does it mean to have something really exciting in the beginning and then it kind of fades into just every day. And then a story came to mind and it had to do with pets. Because sometimes pets start off with a high, right? The, the joys of having a first-time pet. Do you remember your first pet? The, the joy of your... Now, now again, this wasn't the pet that your, your mother or your father had that they just made you take care of, right? This isn't the, the family pets. This isn't all the animals around the farms and or the ranches that you had to take care of. Not those pets. I'm talking about your first pet. The one that was just yours. So my first pet would have come in the form of a kind of a childhood gift somewhere. There's probably photographs of this pet. It would have been a brown and black Doberman Pinscher. Law enforcement breeder of imported German dogs was maybe not completely happy um, with the physical characteristics of this puppy. It looked more like a Rottweiler puppy than any Doberman, right? So we let us have it. And in turn, they let me have it. Though I'd been taking care of their pets, you know, family pets, one after another. All of this short life that I had at this point. That fat-headed, chubby, clumsy, big-footed, drooling puppy. He was mine. Its puppy smell, its puppy's breath, its sharp teeth, its loving, playful. Well, it captured me in my fourth grade. Just it captured the fourth grade heart. We named this dog Widget. It reflected the world's perception of both that dog and what I perceived to be as me as well. In case anybody doesn't know what the word widget means or what a widget is, I'll tell you what the definition of a widget is. This is it. A widget is a small, unnamed device with limited function. <laughs> widget. So I held this puppy, this widget, and I could play with them all day. His floppy ears, we never got him cut. His floppy ears fascinated me. His playful romping around captured captured me. His clumsiness made me laugh. I even would sneak him into bed. So what if he smelled like a dog? I thought the odor was cute. So what if he growled and whined and whimpered? I thought the noise was cute. And so what if he did his business occasionally in my room? Well, I didn't, can't, I really can't say that I thought that was cute, but... I didn't mind because Widget was mine and I was Widget's. Parents had made it clear of this prenuptial agreement. I was to be his caretaker. I was happy to oblige it first. Woohoo, here we go. Excitement. I cleaned up his little eating dish, and I would open his little can of puppy food on the special days. As soon as he was lapping up water, I'd want to refill his water bowl immediately. I'd replenish it. The messes, well, they were just taken care of. Our boy and dog tails were wagging. But within a couple of weeks, my feelings began to change. Widget was still my dog, and, and I was still his friend. But I was growing weary of the constant barking he seemed to have at times and he seemed hungry all the time. He kept me up at night wanting things when well I just wanted to sleep and I wasn't really wanting to provide them. More than once my parents had to remind me, "Take care of him. He's your dog." And I really didn't like hearing those words, "your dog." I wouldn't have minded the phrase, well, he's your dog to play with, or he's your dog when you want him, or he's your dog when he's behaving. But those weren't their words. They said, Widget is your dog, period. In sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, in bathing, in walking, in dryness, and wetness, and in chewing, in countless shovels of your dog. That's when the monumental reality was occurring to me that I am stuck with widgets. The courtship was over. The honeymoon had ended. And as a fourth grader, I didn't even know what courtship and honeymoon meant. We were mutually leashed. Widget went from a joy to an obligation, from a pet to a chore, from someone to play with To someone to care for. Perhaps you can relate. Chances are you know the investment and responsibility that comes with relationship and commitment. Only instead of being reminded he's your dog, you're told he's your husband, she's your child, he's your parent. They're your employee, your boss, your roommate, or any other relationship that requires devotion for survival. Such permanent relationships and responsibilities can lead to a panic at times. At least it did in me. I had to answer some tough questions as a fourth grader. Can I tolerate that same flat-headed, hairy, hungry face every morning? Maybe some wives know the feeling. Am I going to be barked at today and for the rest of my life? Maybe some high school kids can feel like that. Will he ever learn to take care of himself and maybe clean up his own mess? Maybe there are some parents that are hearing those words, wondering if their children would ever grow up and take care of their mess. So some of us answer yes, sometimes we answer no. But either way, Widget was mine and I was his and together we shared life. Now with those words stirring and those things swirling, consider a gospel lesson. Jesus himself knows the feeling of being responsible to and responsible for somebody or some people. For three years, he has run with the same crew. For the most part, He saw that same dozen or so faces around the table, around a campfire, around the countryside, around the clock. They walked the same roads, they rode the same boats, they visited the same houses. And I wonder, how could Jesus, from day one to the very last moment, stay so in love and so devoted to his disciples? Think about it. He could hear their unspoken but very selfish thoughts. He knew their private ambitions at the expense of everybody else. He knew their future doubts. Now think about this. What if you knew every mistake that your loved ones ever made? What if you knew what they were thinking? Because you could see that and hear that and experience their thoughts. What if every mistake that they were ever going to make, you were going to know about? What if you knew all the thoughts, not only the thoughts about the world, but the thoughts they had about you, the true thoughts, and the thoughts that they had about other people, of every irritation, every betrayal, would you, knowing all of that about those loved ones to you, would you still kneel down and want to wash their feet? Would you still love them? Could you still forgive them? Would you still invite them into your heart forever? Would you? Could you? Well, remember today that Jesus, the Son of God, He did, and He does. Now, was it hard for Jesus to love Peter? knowing that Peter was going to abandon him and reject him was it hard for Jesus challenging for him to serve Judas knowing that Judas was going to betray him betray his friendship betraying his trust betraying his betray his brothers and betraying all that was near and dear supposedly so he could get a bag of silver was it painful thinking For Jesus, knowing that he was going to be taking a beating and a whipping and nails, knowing that his disciples were at that very moment arguing about who was going to take his place and be the greatest, who was going to maneuver into seats of privilege and authority. How was Jesus able to remain in the company of people who acted and thought like that? How could he? The answer is, he loved them. He loved them. Jesus, though in human form, He's God. And He is one with the Father. And He's one with the Spirit. And our God loves. In ways that we can't even fathom, God loves. We don't understand it. We never will. God loves. And from that awesome, wonderful, powerful, determined place of love that God is, comes God's capacity to provide for us even though we're ungrateful and we squander what He has on our selfish ambitions at the expense of the needs around us, that God will, will forgive us even before we ask, that God will be gentle with us and He's constant with love for us. Our God will never, ever abandon or quit them or you or me. Ever. Love is why that happens. Now, before our Gospel lesson today, we had verses 31-35. to In that same chapter 13 of John's Gospel, just before our verses today, Jesus, the Son of God, is kneeling with a towel and a basin of water to wash their dirty feet. And just after washing the feet, He he returns to the table and He shares His blessed meal with us, with His friends. And right after that, Judas betrays Him. That happens in those first verses of chapter 13. And just after our verses today, after 35, starting verse 36, right after today's gospel lesson, brave, bold Peter, he's going to say, I will lay my my life down for you. And Jesus, knowing the future, he makes a difficult and heartfelt announcement. Peter, no, you will not. You're going to abandon me and you're going to deny me three times. But right there in the middle of chapter 13, Right in the middle, with all the junk before and all the junk afterwards, right in the middle of this, is today's very short gospel lesson. And in this gospel lesson, Jesus tells us who He is, and He tells us a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, you love one another. It's not a comparison to say, I'm going to love the way you love. Like, quid pro quo, I'm going to love you as much as you love me. If you don't love me, well, I won't love you. It's not going to be, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. No, Jesus is pouring out love regardless of their desire, their capacity to love back. That's how we're to love. Husbands and wives that can figure that stuff out generally stay married and happy a whole lot longer. People in this world as churches who can figure that out can stay happy and together as a community far longer. Because we love regardless if we're loved back. We give regardless if we're given back. It's not about what about us, it's always about them because that's what love is. Love is about the other person, their wants and their needs, and it has nothing to do with the quality of the person. It has to do with our love of that person. That's how Jesus loves. Love the way I love you. And running out of time. All right. This Easter Sunday, the fifth Sunday. Holy Spirit's to work in the church. That we would, one, hear the words. That we would be reminded of the old lesson that Jesus gave. He loved and he tells those who would follow him to love like I love. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus is. Now we are his people. We are baptized to him. We have received his Holy Spirit and with that, that statement that was about a cute little puppy dog in a, a, a fourth grader is true for us as well. As much as Widget was my dog and I was his person, so much more and in infinitely more ways, we are God's beloved children and he is our God. And we're to remember that and not let anything in this world ever rob us or take us away from that. We are to remember His commandment to love. More than to remember, we're to follow. Follow His example. To love as He has first loved us. And we pray, God, help us be that church. Amen.